hello. Welcome to Healthy Perspectives, a podcast that takes on current cultural and social issues through a clinical lens. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate your time. Thank you for all of those out there that have liked, subscribed, done all those things. Super helpful. I appreciate you very much. Today, we are going to get after anxiety, but we are going to do this in a little bit of a different way. <clears throat> my, my sweet little intro goes like this. It's 2024. There's all kinds of things coming up. It's January. So it's the beginning of the year. That's fantastic. Brand new, fresh start. And it's a big election year. We have every holiday, just like we do every year from, uh, you know, St. Patrick's Day, um, MLK Day, Valentine's Day. Uh, let's see, what else do we got? July 4th. So Independence Day. We've got Labor Day and all these different holidays. And then we'll have Christmas and then we'll have uh, Thanksgiving and all this kind of stuff. All of these things are coming. And what in the world prevents you from getting anxious about those? today. You might say, well, it's because they're so far away, but the election comes every four years. So technically that one's pretty close. You know, every year we have uh, those holidays where, where we are supposed to celebrate certain things, you know, and then, and then not only that, but we, we, we go to work. There's a stressful environment for a lot of people. Or or we go to school, or we have to go home, and we can get anxious about that. There's all kinds of reasons for anxiety, but today, today, I I want to I want to give you an outline of uh, theory and application, theory and technique, with the primary focus being on anxiety. Today, well, because we have so many things coming up this year that are that that we we're not going to be able to avoid them all. You're going to run into things that are just uncomfortable, and I hope to help you prepare for that. So, if you run a little anxious, which I know a lot of you do, that's okay. Let's explore this together for a few minutes. This is is going to be pretty easy. It's not going to be super difficult. Um, but what I what I want to do is I want to start with uh, giving you a little bit of uh, a, a background on what anxiety is exactly. Um, if I can do it without messing it up. All right. <clears throat> First, I went to uh, Medline Plus. All right, Medline Plus is interesting. They say anxiety is a feeling of fear, dread, and uneasiness. It's a feeling. All right, stay with that. Let's go to the next thing because I want to help you understand this. Go to Google. Google says a feeling of worry, nervousness, unease. Look, they're trying to define the feeling, but let's pause for a second. Do you have to define the feeling? Actually, not necessarily. Let's start with what is a feeling? Really, what, what is a feeling? 
a lot of people mess this up because it's it just seems too easy to be true. But if you are going to look at what a feeling is, matter of fact, I have here, I'm going to see if I can pull it up real quick. I have a little uh, a presentation I sometimes will do on what, what a feeling is. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, we're just going to skip right to this page. Um, all right, hang in with me. If you're watching on Rumble or YouTube, you're just going to hang in there. All right, so you're going to see a feeling. We have these these cups. I know I've I've talked about this before in the past, but we have these cups. Notice I got one there labeled anxiety specifically. All right, we have these cups and they are these different sizes, different shapes and so, so on and so on. They're all inside of us and they are all feelings. Now, why does that matter? Because all feelings, all feelings have a similar process. And if you learn the process, then you don't necessarily have to be perfect regarding the feeling when you go to treating it. So I'm giving you this theory in the background because I want you to be better, better prepared, better, uh, better processes in place for these super stressful, anxiety-inducing events, whether that's a day of going to school having to go home, uh, you know, the, the, the 2024 election, all this political chaos. I want you to be prepared. So you have all these emotions. The external stimulus can be current, meaning it's happening right here, right now. So it's a brand new stimulus. But more often than not, it's a current reminder of a past stimulus. Like, for example, if, uh, if you grew up in a home that was really loud, like super loud, people would yell at each other and it was just like status quo. That was just normal. And you end up in an environment where it's really loud and people are yelling at each other and you're going to have this instant connection. This memory from the past is going to come rushing back into the moment and it's going to fill up your emotional cup, whichever ones, usually plural, not just one, it might be. Now, anxiety in particular is, uh, it, it, we're going to get after that here in a moment, but understand it works just like joy, just like surprise, just like sadness in the sense that you can only contain so much before you're overwhelmed because all emotions do that. All right. So I wanted you to see that. Uh, obviously, there's more to it. I'm going to go ahead and get out of that for now. Well, we can come back to that some other time, maybe. All right. So now we understand what they say anxiety is. It's a feeling or an emotion. And emotions are information. They are information. If an emotion alarm goes off boo 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 what do you do i mean the first thing that you do no matter what the emotion is is the same thing acknowledge the alarm it's that simple acknowledge the alarm i know i jumped a little bit into technique but why cuz it connects i wanted you to understand the theory is an emotion 
is like an alarm. When it's going off, the first thing you have to do is acknowledge it. Hey, my alarm is going off. You wouldn't just let your, your phone alarm continue to go off over and over, although some of you probably sleep through them, but that's not by design. You're, you're, you by design want to acknowledge your alarms. This emotions are alarms. Okay, so let's take a second. Let's step back a tiny bit. What is the opposite, the opposite of anxiety, right? It, well, we know that it's an emotion. So it would be something that lacks emotion, right? So the opposite, a lot of people think that the opposite of anxiety is calm. But in fact, the opposite of anxiety is apathy. The inability to have any kind of strong emotional reaction of any kind. Apathy, the I don't care emotion, right? It's, it's the non-emotion. Okay, now why did I say that? Because I want you to understand something. What would happen if you ran around in this world with no emotion. None at all. Would that be better than anxiety? Absolutely not. 100% no. We, a lot of people don't realize this, but anxiety as an emotion is neither good or bad. It's information. The lack of information would be bad. We know that that would be unhealthy. Imagine, imagine all the times that you have been naive, unable to understand something. And imagine if that happened every day, all the time. I mean, plug you into the matrix because that's all you're good for. You can be a battery. Not cool. So we know that anxiety, though it's not good or bad, it is information. We know the lack of anxiety would be actually bad. Now, how do we know that here? Like, you ever study for a test? If you study for a test, why? Chances are you studied for that test because you were anxious. Hmm. So there's good attributes to anxiety. If it's channeled, if you have a process, which I've already given you step number one, if you have a process to manage the emotion, absolutely anxiety can be good. If you don't, it can be overwhelming, right? Too much information and what happens to your computer? It freezes up. There's only so much bandwidth, so much cup size in your teacup of anxiety. All right. So we like to, around here, provide you with some skill set. You know, some understanding, some application, some tools. Now, not every time are we going to give you tools. But when we're talking specifically about something like anxiety, heck yeah, you're getting some tools today.
All right. Uh, oh, before we do that, uh, I do want to make one more point. I almost forgot this. So hang in there for those of you who are, who are with me. Thank you. Uh, I am going to show you something that I thought was really interesting. This came up when I was uh, preparing. And of course, I can't get to it because the silly sign keeps coming up. That was apathy. I already gave you that. But I wanted to point something out to you. I put something in the Google search. So I'm kind of a tangent here, but hang in there. For those of you who are following me, uh, thank you so much. Uh, on, on YouTube and Rumble, you, you can see this. I put anxiety control techniques. So before I get into the process, which I'm about to do, I'm about to give you the, uh, the whole process for anxiety or other emotions, fill in the blank because emotions tend to work the same process. All right. I put in anxiety control techniques and here is the problem. When I Google anxiety control techniques, I get seven tips to manage anxiety, five easy steps for anxiety relief, high anxiety, three simple ways to calm your nerves and so on it goes, you know, it even, you know, it's, it's talking about all kinds of stuff in here, right? I mean, Self-care for anxiety, tips and strategies to manage anxiety and stress. None of these things. Look at that. Seven anxiety hacks. None of these things are meaningful without some underlying theory. You have to have a foundation, which is why I showed you the cups. And I've talked about the emotions in the past and all that stuff. And I will continue because it's a necessary topic. But this Google search that we did here, pretty much not useful. Why? Now, I know some people are going to find temporary relief by using a technique. No problem. I get it. When you need a temporary relief uh, from a temporary situation, that's fine. But if you don't understand what's actually going on underneath, it's a temporary solution. It is not going to work long-term, right? I, I can give you breathing techniques. I can tell you, you know, tap your fingers, count to 10, uh, you know, say the alphabet backwards, like whatever. All these weird techniques, breathing techniques are great, but not if you don't understand why you're doing them. You have to understand why you're doing them or long-term, they don't provide the benefit that they should. So I wanted to show you that so that for all of those out there that are Googling these things, understand there's limitations to what you're going to get on Google. You're going to get tons of techniques, but without the theory, they are useless. They're, they're just not going to be long-term effective. Now, if you add the theory, then maybe they will because you'll understand those situations when they're not working right. You'll understand better what's going on and you'll be able to switch techniques and you'll be able to pick and choose when certain techniques are uh, socially appropriate, more effective and all of those things. So um, these things on Google, they're, they're just, mm, they're just not going to help you understand what's happening. So let's get into the technique real quick. You ready? The technique is not that, all that difficult. And it's the same with any emotion, whether it's really, really strong emotion or 
other types of emotion, maybe some that are more subtle. Number one, acknowledge the emotion. If the alarm is going off, you have to say, hey, there's an alarm going off. Step number one. Step number two, am I safe? Currently at this moment, am I safe? All emotions work like this, right? Overly excited, overwhelmed with excitement. Number one, acknowledge the alarm. I'm really, really excited. You just can't handle it. Number two, am I safe? Well, if I'm in the process of running across the middle of a highway because I'm just so excited to get to the other side, no, matter of fact, I'm not safe. And you're like, wait a minute, excitement? Excitement is a great emotion. No, emotions are neither good nor bad. They are information, okay? It means there's something across the highway that really captures my attention, right? That's what it means. Okay, so am I safe? If the answer is yes, I'm safe, then I can methodically take my time, think, feel, think, feel, think, feel, and come to a conclusion of what needs to be done, right? So there's thinking and feeling added together to create a behavior. It's both, not one, not the other, both thinking and feeling that can create the better, usually the best possible behavior. When we neglect the feeling or the thinking, we tend to have less quality behavior, right? So for instance, if the fire alarm were to go off and I I said to you, what are you going to do if the fire alarm goes off? And you say, I'm going to get out of the building. Hold on, time out. One, did you acknowledge the alarm? Because it could have been a CO2 alarm. It could have been your phone that's set to sound like a fire alarm. It could, like, it could be all kinds of things. Acknowledge the alarm first. And then number two, am I safe? Because if you go running out of the building, what if you run right into the fire? What if you, you don't feel the doorknob before you open it and it's hot and it burns your hand, but you open it anyway. And then all of a sudden your room, the one you were safe, at least temporarily you were safe in your room now is filled with smoke and flames. And now you're actually in danger. That's why we do this, folks. We do that because emotions give you information. Alarms give you information. They don't necessarily tell you what to do, but they tell you something is going on and you should pay attention to that information. Okay, if you are not safe, the rule is very easy in theory. <laughs> The rule is survive. Nothing else matters. Survive. If you survive and you can get to another side of this, what you will find is you can look back and do the thinking and feeling. Now, that's not ideal, but also being in a situation where you literally have to survive is not a good deal either. But survive get to the other side, then go back, process the emotion, 
process the thoughts. Okay. And critique your behavior. Maybe you got some things right. Maybe you got some things wrong. It's okay. It's information. Remember, feelings are information. All right. If you follow that process, there's some things that I know are going to happen. Uh, number one, you're, you're going to understand that emotions are neither good or bad. But your behaviors that come from the emotion can be good or bad, depending on whether you combine your emotion and your thoughts together into a cohesive, cohesive idea for a behavior. Okay, it's got to be cohesive, meaning your feelings and your thoughts align into a specific direction. Now, I know that anxiety for 2024 is high. I know because I hear about it, all right? In my practice, I'm hearing about it a lot these days. These are some simple things that you can do to move forward in a much healthier manner. Understand what the emotions are. Understand what anxiety is. Understand that anxiety is neither good or bad, but how you use it can be good or not so good. All right? Now, around here, we like to say healthy or unhealthy. That's the scale we prefer to use. So when you look at them, say the emotion. Is this a healthy emotion under these circumstances? Remember that image for those of you on Rumble and YouTube with that little uh, external stimulus. Is it, is my emotional response or my cups filling up a reasonable response to that stimulus? If the answer is, it doesn't seem like it, you've got some exploring to do. What is it about you that's making you emotional at a level that you seem to think it could be different? It's usually, not always, but it's usually baggage from your past that's percolating into the present. All right, so keep that in mind. I hope that this technique is useful. I could get into a lot more detail, uh, but I, I really, as we're looking forward into 2024 and we're thinking about anxiety, and look, anxiety is always about the future, folks. It's always about the future. And so as we're looking at the future, we can't predict all the things that are going to go on, although we sometimes think we can. But what we can do is respond appropriately to every alarm, emotional alarm that goes off within us. That's something you and I can influence. I hope this was helpful. Thank you so much for joining us and good luck in 2024. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. We appreciate our audience a lot. So we give you some simple ways to track us down. Please like, subscribe, and follow all the podcasts on different platforms. But you can also email us at healthyperspectives at protonmail.com. Or you can check out our website at healthy-perspectives.com slash podcast. It's a backward slash. So if you want to go to our landing page, if you go to healthy perspectives.com. You'll still find us. You just got to click on the podcast button. Thank you so much.